fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Alright, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610 the sports animal. The cream of the crop! And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! He gone, Albuquerque. I guess I must have slept in this morning, Van, because Mike Vitale had to tell me. What do you have to tell you, Fred? Good morning, Van. How are you? Great. How are you, B? Fair. Fair? Fair. Okay. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? Michael Vitale on the ones and twos. He's the best in the business. I haven't worn a hat in the studio in a while. Just hit my bill on the microphone several times. Huh. That'll happen. Change it up during the break. Take it off right now. I'll give you a second. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, bro. There you yeah, go. Well, you know, How was your week, Vital? Fred's taking pretty, off his hat. This might take over. Pretty, pretty good. How was <laughs> yours? Man, I'll tell you what. I am just living my best life, Vital. It's the only way to live it. I've said it on social media. I'll say it right now. I personally put on a pretty good show. Do you now? Am I talking radio? Am I talking my facade of existence? Who knows? When I look at the word facade, it doesn't look like facade, right? You're talking about spelling now. Facade is like, it sounds like some kind of like um, Arab word or something, like facade. Today's varsity. <laughs> Words that just aren't spelled right. Okay. Okay? I could do that. So today's varsity, this is a good one, we got out of the way early. Today's varsity, words that are all wanky spelled. Words that aren't spoken the way they're spelled. Yeah. Either one. I just I wrote words that suck. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll see what that ends up being. He gone, New Mexico. He gone. Paul Weir will be out as your Lobos men's basketball head coach at the end of the season. Oh my god. Can you I, I this is on the radio, but I'm making my surprised face <laughs> right now, Fred. I don't know if you could see it. Very surprised. Oh my goodness. What a shocker. We just needed a uh, change of leadership here, guys. The uh, The team wasn't responding the way we had hoped they had. Um, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Playing in Lubbock is hard. 2020 is hard. Do you want me to keep throwing out all these caveats, or do you guys not care? Yeah, keep making excuses. That's Gosh, that's where I was going. Yeah. New Mexico obviously struggling this season. Last season, hey, six and fourteen is that right this year? Six twenty games, six wins, two of them in conference. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, so four of them are against the junior college I played for. Sure, and then two of them are against teams that were playing COVID backups. Correct and correct. Okay. Yeah. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. So long, farewell, Alveder Zane. <laughs> Goodbye. As Vita saying goodbye. Colin, send your wishes to Paul Weir. I never met Paul. I don't know him personally. Whenever I first got into the radio game here in town, um, Lobo basketball did not resonate with me as I did not feel it from the fandom. Yeah, you didn't get it at first. I didn't get it at first. It's a big deal. It is a big deal because I get it now. And I never saw Paul Weir as the that of Lobo basketball. 
All right, so what? We're twelve. We're twelve hours removed from the announcement. So you got a replacement pick? <laughs> I really don't know. Nick Saban. Sh- sure. <laughs> Bring it in. That's that's going to be the discussion, right? Oh, hey, don't forget, Weir's got two years remaining on a six-year contract. Oh, good for him. So that buyout will call for a payment of $700,000 over the next two years. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not bad. Could be worse. The Rockies are paying $50 million for Nolan Arenado to play for another team. To get rid of them, yeah. <laughs> Smart. I just Googled Paul Rear replacement. The internet doesn't work for that. They got no idea. Well, the... The Lobos don't make a lot of waves outside of Albuquerque, outside of New Mexico. No. Yeah. There's not a not a lot of chatter on national radio about the Lobos' new coach. Danny Gonzalez know anyone in Arizona? <laughs> Get somebody over? There's a lot of people. State. Oh, I'm sorry. I screwed that punch. And that's going to be the conversation this week, right, is who's going to replace Paul Weir? I'm going to go People with- are going to throw out all the huge unemployed big names yes. that we can't afford no. and don't want to come here. Correct. Yeah. And I'm all, well, let's just get Wanda Maximoff to bring back Bobby Heenan because that's the energy we need. If we can't if we can't win games, we at least put on a show. So that's the thing, right? Why don't we just turn New Mexico into like, a, like the Globetrotters oh! in NCAA? Because right now they're the generals. <laughs> and win no games. And here's the thing about these boys. I want them to win games. Yes. There is talent on the court. Albuquerque is a legit better place when the Lobos are good. Yes. The buzz in the air, that fuzzy feeling everyone has, the excitement at the pit. Albuquerque is a better place when UNM basketball is doing good. W-W-E-N-D. What would Eddie Nunez do? Okay. Let's figure it out. He's going to figure it out. And I do appreciate how the Lobos are, hey, it's been a challenging year. Got all this, we, Paul Weir is a good guy. Hope he doesn't lose his work visa and have to go back to Canada. I don't really know how that works. But. You know he, like every struggling business in New Mexico, is blaming MLG for this. Yeah. Yeah. Wish my PPP loan had got here quicker. (laughs) The whole Lobo program needs a PPP loan. So he, all right, so he was 10 years at state. Is that correct? He spent 10 years in New Mexico. it was like nine. Nine Nine years? Uh, Okay. And then. Came here in 17, question mark? Sure. Okay. Yeah, this is his fourth year. So 15 years at or near here in the state, and you haven't figured out how to get all the best players in the state? Sure. Like, you got 15 years, dog. Because coaching is coaching, but college basketball is recruiting. Are they not, like, are they not letting, like, kids walk around the pit, like, with these recruits? The pit's a top five stadium in the country. It's well, they, beautiful. They, they have, but you know, the epidemic <laughs> happened. You know, COVID nineteen, and so they weren't able. They weren't able to play at all in their home arena, where most college schools were able to do that. They were living out of hotels. That was weird. I don't know. Every game was a road trip, so it's... that that takes a toll after a while too. I'm not saying that's right, but that that's the challenge that they had to face this year. I agree. Bunch of degens. <laughs> Bunch of excuses by yeah. apologist over here, Mike Vitale. No, I'm, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> it's just these how are facts. Much, how much does Aggie fan love watching this? Well, being an Aggie fan, yeah, it's it's. Isn't this great for Aggie fan? So congratulations, Aggie fan. 
stole your coach. What's even better is that Weir left the Aggies to take the the uh, the the Lobos. That's program exactly over. what I'm talking yeah. about. And his agreement with UNM had the university paying, I think, about three hundred fifty thousand dollars that he owed NMSU. But the whole thing's a work. It's all a work. Sweet. So uh, Weir now is on the hook for over one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm excited to hear like the Illuminati Tune conspiracy theories about yeah. the Aggies set this whole thing up to ruin the program. So he was watching Lobo's basketball the other day. Wayne joins us. Wayne joins us on the – we need to name the hotline. We talk about this all the time. We need to name the hotline so that whenever Wayne joins, we can say he's on that hotline. 505-246-0610. Wayne, welcome to the show. How are you, friend? Well, fine. How are you guys? Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. I I have a, a point I'd like to make about the Weir replacement because we're there now. You know, I, I feel strongly that it should cost about $150,000 a year max to replace them, and I feel that we should definitely recruit from New Mexico exclusively, and I think that the uh, the people at UNM who are going to do the process should definitely look at the five best and most winningest coaches at the high school level from the state, and I think that they should try to find the best suited person to move up to a college program. You know, uh, high school coaches are used to making maybe fifty five or sixty thousand dollars a year. So if you dangle a hundred and fifty thousand dollar carrot, they're going to jump. And uh, I, I do think that we don't have to pay $700,000 a year to quote-unquote be competitive or to get the right person. I think we haven't found the right person since Alfred. And, and I really think it's going to take some radical rethinking. But our, our school just can't afford to keep throwing away these piles of money to find a quote-unquote competitive coach. Wayne, you are leading us to where we were going, and thank you for being in front of the show, and thank you for the call. I don't think there's a Mr. Feeney here in town that's going to go from high school to college and run with these kids at that level. It's That is different. Yeah, how many Danny Gonzalez stories are there? Not enough, that's the answer. Yeah. There's not enough Disney films. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm with Wayne. Hey, I, I, love, I am New Mexico true, not just good branding. Like, I think, yeah, hey, get the best New Mexico athletes to play at New Mexico universities. Here's the thing. You won't win. <laughs> you got to bring in outside help. Got to go to Texas. Got to. Got to go to California. You know what you got to get? That second and third best guy in Arizona because he can be the best guy here. But you get all these little feeder states around, and $150,000 to a Division One college basketball coach, yep, yep. You know the highest paid state employee is in Alabama? Nick Saban. Almost every state in the union. Yes. The football coach is the highest paid. <laughs> Couple basketball coaches. Hey, I got an idea. Oh. How about you don't get sloppy seconds from your rival? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they going to hire the rival's coach? That was a bad idea from the beginning. Hey, Arch Nemesis, I'm about to steal your girlfriend. I'm going to steal your girlfriend right up. Well, here's the thing. I, I already... It was already my girlfriend. I don't care. Sure. I'll go get a new girlfriend. Sure. New Mexico Aggie. New Mexico State Aggie. It's a good day for you. Yes. <laughs> it's to, do well, it. Being an Aggie fan, yes, it is. Especially that he's, he's solely responsible for making the remaining payments back to the school that he was at before the Lobos picked him up. I didn't know that. New coach, yeah. Wait, 
Where's so, this? So Where, where's when, this from? I didn't know this. Well, it's part of the agreement that oh. they had. Yeah, when we left the Yankees to take over the Lobos. All right. Do you know what the Lobos have done in the last in the Paul Weir years? Are you ready for this, man? Hit me. Losing season, losing season, losing season, winning season. That's it. I mean, that's. I mean, that's not good. I've noticed. Now I guess all right. Nineteen and fourteen last season. Okay. Okay. Fourteen, eighteen, and eighteen, nineteen. Nineteen and fifteen, and seventeen, eighteen. Two winning seasons. Two winning seasons. He's two and two. This one is laughable. <laughs> this is pretty bad. We were saying it when. I'm not a Lobos historian, but no. I wonder the last time they were this bad. I think it's the 1958-59 team that finished three and nineteen overall. How do you, I don't know if you know that is true, but I love that you have confidence in it. <laughs> I have it sitting right here in front of me, so yeah, I just can't pull that out of the air. For some time, we were having Izzy Gonzalez on the program regularly to talk Lobos basketball, Lobo Insider Izzy Gonzalez, because we were so excited, we were invested. Sure. And how quickly that dissipated. We got a good program today. 9.30, general manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes, John Traub, is going to join us. Oh, baseball's coming back, baby. There was a big announcement this week, Vitaly, and we saw it. They're going to let fans go to sports. We turquoise, y'all. Yeah, baby. We're for, I didn't know turquoise was in the scale, by the way. Uh. I learned. We talked about it a couple weeks in a row now, so we saw it. Hey, let's just let's put let's put some meat behind all this potatoes. I got nothing. I really blew that one. Let's go from Chipotle to Verde. Thank you, <laughs> Peter Bowman, the general manager of Top Golf, is going to join us at ten. Oh, that isn't that the best place? That's the best. So we have nine thirty. John Traub, general manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes, which you're familiar with, used to be the Dukes. Don't know if you guys know that. Get out. Yeah. And then 10 a.m., Peter Moman, the general manager of Top Golf, to talk about your, um, I don't know, bachelor parties? I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. We're just going to have a little bit of fun. I ruined the streak yesterday. For what a, does that mean? I went, <laughs> I went to Top Golf two weeks in a row on Friday <laughs> night, and I did not yesterday. So if we're counting you and I as a single household unit like we did on our taxes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I interacted with Top Golf yesterday. When I was at the Hispano Chamber of Commerce doing a PPP event, and they were there. So there you go. Let's count that. PPP is some kind of rap group or something? I don't know. What is that? PPE. Okay. I apologize. No worries. It's been a good start to the program. We're going to have a lot of fun today. When we come back, we're going to talk Tiger. We've got a hot take. Hey, i got a lukewarm take. <laughs> Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Of course, powered by Mexico Pinon Coffee. Drink it up. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. A couple good interviews today. John Traub will be joining us at 930. GM of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Peter Bowman, GM of Top Golf at 10 o'clock. Just broke the news that Paul Weir gone. He gone. He gone. He gone. They're going to let him finish the season. So That's uh, awfully nice of him. Yeah, it's nice. Don't you just quit, right? I mean, you just... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a man of integrity and character. I think he's going to finish it out for the kids. Well, I'm sure there's a contract thing involved and blah, blah, blah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. But no, if if me and my 
like life of like working at the health club. Yeah. If they had been like, hey, you got to go in the end of the month, I would have said, you mean today? You mean I, today yes. is when I leave. I will, we'll go. How, how about now? How about I, would, I walk out the door now? Yeah. <laughs> how about this one? Um, yeah, okay, end of the month. And I just go start packing up my desk. You're like, what are you doing? I just. Where'd you get all that silly string? Uh, Why, ah, oh, stop, stop it, stop it. A little spring training, or spring cleaning. <laughs> Talking spring training later. 505-246-0610. We got the lines open until we have guests on. Did you watch the news this week? Uh, I often do. Okay. What are you talking about? Tiger Woods. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, t- actual news? Yeah. Are you talking about the stock market? <laughs> Syria? <laughs> Where are my Biden bucks? <laughs> Circle back to that. Next time I'm on 7 and 70 KKOB. So Tiger, first of all, I love when you only have one name. Okay. I know we don't need to go into that conversation right now. You talking about me? No. You're not even the most famous van in town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'll give old Tate a run for his money. Tiger is quote unquote recovering and in good spirits. That's great. That's nice. It's really good news. It is really good news. We didn't expect it when we started the program because I need to be real transparent. Did not know about Paul Weir until like 10 minutes before the show. So he walked into the office. Because when you make that announcement on Friday night, it gets lost in the news cycle. That's what you do, right? You know what I was doing last night? Eating dinner. Went to ABQ Axe. Oh, how were they? They were great. I saw them on Thursday. They were excellent. They're just the neatest. Threw axes. Had a beer. Ooh. Friend of the show, Joseph, is joining us. He wants to talk Paul Weir. I'll listen. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good morning. Doing well, friend. Good. I'm, so I'm glad that we got, we can move on from Paul Weir now. That way we can just get a brand new coach and then hopefully we can win some games next year and hopefully contend for the conference championship next year. The sediment of Logo fan. Yes, Joseph. Yeah, we we all do. I think we're all on the same page, right? Friend of the show, Joseph, reaching out. And he's just echoing what I'm sure you'll be hearing at the water cooler on Monday morning. Thanks for the call, Joseph. Good energy from Joseph. So you think it's like a time for morning introspection? Morning is when tigers kind of drive. Look, look what, look within. You know, try to figure out yourself as a program and move on from this dark period. Or is it time for rejoicing, celebration? It's a new day in Lobo Land. See, I want Lobos and Lobo fan and Lobo Nation, and I want. I want the the state and city to do as well as they can in a competitive Absolutely. collegiate atmosphere. Yeah. We could not do that with Paul Weir. Friend of the show, Seabass, joins us. Good morning, Seabass. How are you? Hey, boys. What's going on? Good morning, my dude. Sebastian Noel, famed broadcaster and person of notoriety here in town joining the program. Did you call the VIP line, Seabass? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. Well, anytime you talk to Vitel, that's the VIP line. That's isn't it? the VIP for sure. Welcome, my friend. How are you? 
Well, you know what you guys are saying. There's no reason Paul Weir's uh, ID card should work on any building on campus today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, that should just be a straight access denied. I mean, come on. The, he's gonna. There's gonna be so many copies of his resume made on UNM like letter. He's got like, I got this, guys. I'm going out in a blaze. I mean, you know, and, and the telling thing really is all the guys that leave the program, they land on their feet elsewhere. Right? Look at Zane Martin. Look at Vance Jackson. I mean, a lot of these guys. Even Drew Drennan. You know, he's at a smaller place, but he's producing. You know, and, and you forgot to add all those other things to Paul Weir's resume: the uh, alleged sexual assault of a, by a player, the alleged DWI by a player, the you know that epic house party that made it onto the news. You know that caused like a million dollars worth of damage allegedly. So there, there's a lot more to you know to sprinkle into his tenure here at UNM, Fred. Correct me if I'm wrong, Van. We're only like 13 months removed from all of that, right? It's sure. just like barely over a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I'm not. I'm not yeah. gonna verbally assault anybody. No, having a good time. No. Correct. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. I mean, antics like that are supposed to unite the locker room. One game and went straight from the airport to a house party. I mean, who hasn't done that? You're right. I mean, to be fair. To be fair, uh, I have done that. I have absolutely <laughs> done that. Sebastian. Well, you know, to- Oh, go ahead. One more, one more. You know, from what Wayne was saying, I mean, a high school coach, that might be kind of pricey. I saw this guy at the Y. I think you could get away with him giving him a food cart to La Posada and a couple of red sweaters, and I think he'll do it. That's the deal. I used to be unbeatable at NBA Jam. I think I'm going to throw my hat. <laughs> I'm going to throw my hat into consideration here. I, I'm willing to wear last year's Adidas Polo pullover, and I think that should be enough to qualify me. And I'm very tall. Be good, boys. It's good talking to you guys. What a good dude. What a good friend of the show. Sebastian Noel, if you're not familiar, voice of Pro View Athletics here in town. So if there's high school anything, he is bringing it to you, voice of the Gladiators as well. Tiger Woods wrecked his car. (laughs) (laughs) He's either going to work or he's coming home from a night out. Apparently there's no foul play. Do you know anything about medicine? I don't know anything about medicine. Like the field or like drugs? Both, question mark? I do, a little bit. So he goes to a level one trauma center. Is that is that like important or is that least important? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Because <laughs> I don't know. I think they get to rank their own scales in each hospital, right? One should be the best. But on a scale of one to ten, often one is the worst. Well, he's in California. Yes. So I think like whatever California does, the South will probably do the opposite. Okay. And I grew up in the South, and and level one was bad. So maybe that's good. It's in good. California. Okay. So all right. Good in California. So he goes to the best UCLA yeah. hospital. So in UCLA doesn't just put out like crappy hospitals. So maybe I should have known right away. Sure. So he wrecks his car. This would have been Wednesday, right? Tuesday. So he wrecks his car. And um, there are 206 bones in the human body, and I know that from Jeopardy or something. I don't know why I know that. In Sesame Street, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And he broke, like, all of them in the leg. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, perhaps two legs. Multiple times. Multiple fractures. Screws and rods. And now that we're so many days removed that it seems as if he will survive. It seems as if he will live... Many years to come. A little Gloria Gaynor. Yeah. We don't have to do the, don't worry. That was a good one. We don't have to do, we don't have to worry about 
is he going to make it? Is his family going to be fine? Because he is. So I only want to talk about his professional career. Okay. Oh, are you referring to 2024 U.S. Open champion Tiger Woods? <laughs> yeah. The greatest comeback story in the history of stories? Look for the advancements in the medical field. <laughs> Willis McGahee, Adrian Peterson. There's a bunch more. Those are the only two I need to give you because you know where I'm going. Alex Smithian kind yes. of comeback. You know what it's not? It's not 1989, and this isn't Joe Theismann. We weren't there yet. No, this yeah. is not Sid Vicious jumping off the top rope. It's a good one if you know that reference. Sid Vicious is a punk rock singer. Was that also a wrestler? Correct. Oh, okay. That, I didn't. I don't know that one. Let me look that guy up. I don't, you don't watch the video. No. Oh, God, it's so gross. Oh, I just want to see who Sid Vicious is. I don't remember that. Breaks his leg. So I guess he's going to play golf again. And you know what kind of breaks my heart? Because he had had, like, redemption arc, I guess. Because... I, similar to Tiger Woods, don't have a single problem in my life that I didn't create. Cool. With that said, overcoming those things and getting back to the top tier, when he won a tournament. Like last year, the Masters or something, right? He won like a big one. He won two of them. I legit don't recognize Sid Vicious. Is he like a big wrestler? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a big deal? Yeah. Don't Google I'm not going to. I just wanted to see his face because I couldn't think of. Don't go to Sid Vicious off the top com. <laughs> Playing golf with his kid. Aww. Aww. It was really sweet. Not no more. Not no more. It seems like there's no alcohol, no drugs, just a, a lapse in judgment. Just a freak accident. I guess moving too quickly for conditions. And apparently this road, I don't know anything about I don't live in California. I guess there's a lot of car accidents on this road. Like, can we get some speed bumps, y'all? Some rails, maybe? Can we do anything? Was the HOA not allowing rails on this road? So, and that's some stuff. You're joking, but that's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It impedes my view. Yeah. It impedes Tiger's ability to walk. On Tuesday, multiple open fractures. Now that, let me explain to you, is whenever the bone... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Open means the bone ripped through the skin. Through the skin. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more grotesque than just saying open. I see why they do that. Okay, I got a story for you. Tiger Woods surrenders golf, okay? Gives it up completely. No way. Picks up the pull cue. Okay. <laughs> Revitalizes the American Billiards Whatever 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 Association. 180. Another bullseye for Tiger. Oh, so now he's played dark. 2024 World Dart Champion Tiger Woods. The same year he became the Billiards Champion of the World. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he plays. He's going to be the best at it. I, I got that feel from him. Yes. Yeah. Cornhole champion Tiger Woods as he plays from his wheelchair. And there's another one right in yeah. the middle. You That's thought perfect score for Tiger Woods at the 2020 U.S. Open Cornhole Invitational. You thought lawn darts was exciting, but now we got the biggest name in lawn darts free agency. <laughs> Bipedal. We said it. Two leg using Tiger Woods.
And coming around the corner on the number 22 horse is Tiger Woods by a nose. <laughs> Let's go to break. We're one hour away from Albuquerque Isotopes General Manager John Traub joining us to talk about the return of fandom in the city. But before then, we changed in the logo in the NBA. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Had a lot of fun the first two segments. Talking Paul Weir. He gone. Talk Tiger Woods, his career after golf. RIP Tiger's legs. And RIP the ownership of the WNBA's Atlanta Dream. Oh, really? Sale was approved. Racist, sexist Senator yeah. Kelly Loeffler. She's the worst. Is out. Adios. Her own players said vote against her. Yep. Oof. Ugh. Ugh. You familiar with Kyrie Irving? Of course. What do you do now? First of all, I'm a fan. Put that out there. I'm a fan of anyone who's so talented at their craft that they can just really live it. Someone who's so talented says it's not even the most important thing to me. That's what Kyrie Irving did. I like people who are firm with their beliefs. Yes. Even when they're exposed to alternate evidence. You're talking about flat earth. Talking about flat earth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie Irving was a flat earther there for a while. Wah wah. <laughs> so, Kyrie Irving is set. Kobe Bryant was the king. Okay. Rushmore. Yeah. Can I? Okay. Yeah. If that's your opinion. It's just like your opinion, man. So uh, are you familiar with Instagram? I've heard of it once. I don't gram as much as I should. The kids like it, I heard. Kids love it. Yeah. We have one for the show at Talk ABQ where we post and then never interact. <laughs> so Kyrie Irving posted a photo of the uh, the NBA logo. Okay. Yeah. So, as you know, the NBA logo is Jerry West. Yes. Okay. It's iconic. It's classic. Yep. Jerry West, and Vital, you might have to correct me if I'm wrong, led the league in, like, scoring in, like, 1970 one time. Um, He played on championship teams, though, with the Lakers. He did. One more championships as an executive than a player, from my recollection. But One that's league fine. scoring titles a couple of times. There you go. And he looked really good dribbling and leaning a tiny bit to the left. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excelled at it. <laughs> so, Kyrie Irving, in the most like fan-made looking NBA logo, because right now it's a silhouette of old Jerry West. Quote, with this picture of Kobe Bryant, superimposed upon the NBA logo. Quote, gotta happen. I don't care what anyone says. Black Kings built the league. 
Black Kings built the league in all capital letters. Black Kings? Yeah. Like Chris Weber? Sweet reference. <laughs> <laughs> you talking Doug Christie? Where's Mike Bibby? Where's my Arizona boys at? Kobe Ryan's widow, Vanessa Bryant. Shared Irving's post to her Instagram. Quote, love this, at Kyrie Irving. So, that's the story. That's the whole thing. Ugh. I, don't, I don't mind telling you, Fred. I like the idea. You do like it. Why Why not? Yeah, I'll tell you why, but keep going. He's one of the greatest of all time. Sure. Taken tragically. Yes. He's an ambassador for basketball. Mm-hmm. And as far as, like, besides that, that wife stuff. That was weird. He was, like, a really good dude. Eagle, Colorado. Yeah. Besides that, <laughs> just sparkling resume. Well, and to be fair. To be fair. Oh. It's time for me to define anyone's relationship. Sure. You can have any sort of standing. You can have any sort of whatever you want within the confines of your relationship. I, huh. I, I don't care either way, to be nope. honest. I don't either. You want to change the logo every year? I got your back. You want it to be Kobe forever? I got your back. It's not a big deal to me. I think the product on the court is what's important. The product on the court right now is better than it has ever been. Ever been. Ever been. Jerry West is a top 50 all-time guy. Sure. If you want to sit down and have a conversation about top 25, maybe you sneak him in. Maybe. But he ain't a top 20. He ain't a top 10. But he's a logo. Kobe, if you don't say he's top five, top six, you have an agenda. Perhaps, yeah. Because Kobe's on Rushmore. Tremendous. Because I don't know who else you would put. Like, if you're going to have that conversation, there's a couple guys. If you're like, hey, I'm, I'm changing the logo based solely off skill set. Michael? Yeah. LeBron. I got Jordan's on right now. I got Chamberlain's on. That Jumpman logo would be a good logo for the whole league. I believe it's trademarked. Yeah. Okay. I think he'll waive the, the copyright infringement lawsuit if he gets to be the logo of the league. I've thought this through. Slightly. Okay. Okay. You know how the NFL has play 60? Sure. Cool. So the NBA has junior NBA. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. Okay. The junior NBA logo is in lowercase letters junior dot NBA. It's, it's very clean. It looks nice. And then it is bookend by the NBA logo and the WNBA logo, which I don't know who that is. I don't know who the WNBA logo is. So here's what I'm telling you to do. Because I love this idea. You make Kobe the logo for junior NBA. You put Kobe on, and I'm talking like officially branded Lakers jerseys. Like these are NBA Lakers jerseys, but everyone that's in a kid size, you put Kobe on that one. Now we're talking fun stuff. Because now you still have like the history, the sanctity, the Jerry West, all that kind of stuff. And you have Kobe saturating like the little kid market and i'm in on that because then you can still make armbands and wristbands and all those other kind of things 
That's a really good compromise, Fred. That's my compromise. Look at you, you diplomat, you. Well done. Who's running the NBA right now? Call, I, call them. Honestly, I don't see the big deal. I understand the history. It's been the logo forever. Why change it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it or whatever. I think the only people that are wildly against the logo are the people who think Larry Bird is the best basketball player of all time. I mean, he is. Ask me. And you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I really mean by that comment? <laughs> There's a history to the league, too, that, like, I don't necessarily know if everyone currently playing knows. Like, there are guys in the league right now that never saw, like, Michael play. Right. Like, in, in person, live, whatever, right? Yeah. Your boy, star forward for the New Orleans Pelicans, on the tip of my tongue, why am I blowing this? Zion. Thank you. Was born the day you graduated high school. Correct. <laughs> yes. Michael had done retired by then. Talked Almost. About, talked about that last week. He uh, don't know. He don't know the history of Jerry West. I don't feel old. Yo, you are. But when there's a comparison like that, like the youngest all-star in the history of the NBA was born the year I graduated high school, yes, I feel old. <laughs> So give Kobe Junior NBA. I'm in on that plan. I'll even use the same silhouette that Kyrie picked. It did looked- you did you email Adam Silver with your plan? It's pretty good. I know he's listening. Why would I do that? Oh, good point. Yeah, I don't yeah. email every listener. Yeah. What do you think, Vital Junior NBA for Kobe? Does that work for you? Uh, I I don't have a problem seeing them on the uh, logo. Those logos, though, have been branded for years. Mm -hmm. And I think because of the historic value of what that that icon, it's it's like an icon. You don't see Nike changing their swoosh over the last 40, 50 years. That's that's how I look at it. It's it's an icon type of brand. I would freak out if Pepsi changed their logo. Can't even picture Pepsi's logo. Their old one was way better. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in on this. Let's go to a break. Um, we're going to actually drop the tone for a minute when we get back. There's a little bit of a uh, U.S. Olympics gymnastics when we get Oh, back. yeah. Here we go. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610. And a Paul Weir morning on the program. He gone. Rip. We're going to take calls on that for the rest of the show. We're going to shut them down till the top of the hour, though. So we're going to jump into this story about former U.S. Olympic gymnast coach John Gettert. Joining us at 9.30, Isotopes GM John Traub. Joining us at 10 a.m., Peter Bowman, GM of Top Golf. Okay. So former U.S. Olympic gymnast coach John Gettert, who I had never heard the name of, did not know, did not recognize, no clue, okay? Sure. You know him now. Um, but I guess he came in after the one coach I do know of, Bella Caroli. Another great guy. It does. Gymnastics coach is the new priesthood. It does seem to draw a certain type. So John Gettert was the head coach of, I guess it would have been 2012. So that's nine years ago. The U.S. women's gymnastics team. Um, dead by suicide, just like hours, Van, after being charged Thursday in Michigan 
which if you're familiar with Michigan State, with 20 counts of human trafficking stemming from allegations that he profited from the forced labor of young gymnasts. You pile of garbage. Yeah. And there's like two camps for your boy on this, right? And you help me lean whichever way you think's best because I often follow you when it comes to judge of character. The first camp is both these camps are based on the same mindset. The mindset is this is admitted guilt. Sure. The first camp of that is good, good. Hey, you, you tormented, you tortured, you literally ruined the lives of individuals. You deserve this. I'm glad it came to you. You deserve way worse. And that's my second camp, right? Yeah. Which is where you need to go to the system. You need to be found a guilty if you are a guilty. And then you need to, as society deems necessary, face that punishment. Also accused of turning a blind eye. I, I can't come up with this guy's name. Larry Nasser. That was his name, right? The Michigan State guy? Larry right. Nasser. Right, right. Who was the former team doctor who sexually assaulted so many gymnasts. To gymnastic coach listening out there, Ugh. sorry you're lumped in with this bunch. That was just some bad apples. What? I don't know. But why does this field keep attracting these predators? See, disgusting. I do think it is a few ruin it for the many kind of thing. Sure. Um, I don't think that every police officer is bad. I don't think that every politician is bad. I don't think that every priest or deacon or reverend or whatever is bad. Not at all. Not at all. But. There are some spotlights. Ooh, we, there are some spotlights. And if you're in a position where you have to care for, take care of, have entrusted to you, children. If you fall anywhere short of always doing the right thing, because they can't protect themselves. Kids cannot protect themselves. You're the worst. It is alleged that John Gettert used force, fraud, and coercion against young athletes that came to him for gymnastics training for financial benefit to him. I don't necessarily know the extent of that. Is he forcing them to sign autographs? Is he? For- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Some of those athletes subsequently attempted suicide, suffered from eating disorders, self-harm as a result of the abuse, allegedly, including excessive physical conditioning and training, repeatedly being pushed to perform when injured, extreme emotional abuse, and sexual assault. The thing about taking your own life is you're not found guilty. court of public opinion you are right nine years is a long time for a for a time bomb to tick this is a weird one man you hear about this stuff kind of all over the place right it's a it's big and like uh figure skating there's always this kind of stuff in figure skating 
competitive cheer. Like anyway, where there's like young children, specifically female, can be targeted. And I guess if you're the type of individual who's going to target that, you're going to look for a career field where there's ample flock to shoot. I don't know what terminology to use here. A wildly vulnerable population to exploit. How about that? 63 years old, facing a possible 15 years plus a handful of more years for lying to police officers, which you can't do. Ugh. Wait, 20, 35, 45, 55, 65, 75, 85, 89 years. <laughs> 89 years in jail. He's guilty on all of it. So suspended from U.S. gymnastics in 18. You think the writing would be on the wall at that point? Well, being a gymnastics coach in the first place? Ugh. And you remember like – um. I think like the most famous one is uh, that Michaela Maroney. Do you remember her? She was a gymnast who did like the scrunchy face at the Olympics. No, okay. So it was the Tokyo. What year was Tokyo? 10 or 11 or whatever? The world championships. And she, anyways, the whole point is she went on record with like, hey, he assaulted me. And like now her as an adult. Like, according to her social, her social media is kind of dark. It's not kind of dark. It's very dark. Like, she has been a damaged. And she's the most affamed of all this. 2012. That's what I was, 2012 London. That's what I was trying to come up with. But what do you do when you're a kid? What can you do? And, like, the weird pressures, like, of your family? Of the system? I always think back to that. You watch that Finding Never, not Finding Finding Neverland. Is that what it was? The Michael Jackson thing. Sure. I always think back to that. You just do weird stuff. Money laundering, child exploitation, sexual abuse. Yeah. Anyways, Gettert. Body was found by troopers at a rest area on an interstate. Yeah. As long as there's youth sports, there's always like the opportunity for this. Just disgusting. Just disgusting. And then if you're like U.S. Olympics, right? What do you do? Like, what do you do, Van, to recover? Like, how do you reconcile your your program, your image, your everything? Quit hiring creepy old white dudes. Oh my to gosh! Teach kids gymnastics, probably. Where's Carrie Strug? Is she coaching? I couldn't. I couldn't name a lot of gymnasts if I tried. I can name a bunch. I couldn't name a lot. I can name more than most, but not as many as I think I should be able to. Simone Biles. She's still the big one. Yeah, she's still the biggest name, right? Correct. Now. Nice. She's the littlest in stature. Oh, we're gonna go to break. We're going to start this thing back up in three minutes. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 
Good first hour of the program. We opened the show by talking Paul Weir, who, I guess like in the evening hours last night, was announced that he would no longer coach the New Mexico Lobos starting next season. Pour out a little liquor. Took some calls on that. Had some laughs. 29 minutes away from Albuquerque Isotopes GM, John Traub. Talk about fans returning to baseball and baseball returning to Albuquerque. And again, 10 a.m. If you want the inside on Top Golf with their GM, Peter Bowman. Okay, I'm going to go NFL, Van. You ready? Hit me. It appears. At least according to Sean Watson, who five months ago signed a four-year deal for, what was it, like $120 million? Oh, all of it. All of the money. It appears Deshaun Watson will not play for the Texans again. Says he. Yes. Not his employer who gets to decide. He said that. And it appears (laughs) that the Texans ain't a trade in Deshaun Watson. We's about to have a holdout van. Oh my gosh. This is going to be, what's a, what's a greater holdout Deshaun Watson or Waco? Stale. Very good. Very good reference. Thank you. Okay. Do you want the numbers and stuff? Do you care about that? No. I care about it if you care about it, buddy. Okay. There's a mini camp coming up. I don't know when that is. Soon, right? What is this, a camp for ants? (laughs) Here are the numbers. If Deshaun Watson skips this mini camp, he's out like 100 grand. And by the way, I'm rounding everything because I'm not giving you to the whatevers. Mm -hmm. He's out 100 grand. That's kind of a lot of money. If Deshaun Watson holds out through training camp, 50K per day. 40 days in camp. Oh, you mean a year's salary? That's one, like, (laughs) 0.7 mil. (laughs) If, okay... He sits out a regular season game. He'll be fine the amount of a regular season game check. This includes preseason. So base salary of like 10 and a half. That's roughly 600K a game. Yowza. So let's say there's three preseason games, right? That's what they're doing. So you're almost 2 million bucks there. We, I mean, we are not talking small amounts of monies. If he misses the whole season, Van, because it's like three and a half mil a game or whatever, a little bit heavier, he's out almost $12 million in base salary. Which is a lot. Yes. <laughs> and if he misses any of it, any of it, the Texans have an avenue to recover their signing bonus, which was like five and a half mil. 
So he has a strong opportunity to not play football and miss out on like 20 mil in total. What? He averages 39 million a year with this contract. And it's a little heavy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This year he only, air quotes, only makes 10.5 mil. And here's the thing, if he doesn't play, then next year it doesn't balloon to 35 mil the way it's supposed to, like in the language, it still has to be 10.5 mil because that's when it would start. Sure. So let me tell you how he's not going to miss any games, man. (laughs) He's not going to miss any games. He should – hey, you know know his playbook he should read? Your boy in Houston – James Harden. Oh, you want to <laughs> get fat and go to the strip club? That's the playbook here? He's not doing a hold out. He's doing a hold on. I'm here, but hold on. Hold on to this giant bowl of pasta and handful of ones. <laughs> I'm a big advocate of mental health, right? Got to have it. Sure. Your workplace should provide it to you. I'll be real honest. You're not allowed to ever, regardless of your employment, Friendship status, relationship status, whatever, fill in the blank. You should not be able to ever make anyone feel uncomfortable by choice. With that said, Deshaun Watson is citing like a lot of mental health aspects. I'm sad about my coach. I'm sad about uh, Hopkins. I'm sad about J.J. Watt. And I get all those things because I think they're real. Like they're real. You can be sad about that thing. Here's the thing. You signed your contract after – Hopkins was gone. Correct. Do you not recognize that this is a business as it relates to J.J. Watt? Correct. You don't necessarily, in the job title that you currently have, influence on who is the head coach or general manager of your football team. Should he be asked? Should he be consulted? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. If ownership decides to go a different way, man, cool. (laughs) What can you do? I think it's a coward shield to hide behind citing mental health. That's my opinion here. This is far more diva than depression. Who knows what he really feels, but dude's under contract. Sometimes teams aren't as good as f- at football as other teams are. Every year. There's 31 of them that's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. There's every year. Oh, and unprecedented in the history of the NFL, a team has yet to win the 2021 Super Bowl. First time ever in NFL. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's bad teams every year. Bad teams can get good fast. Some bad teams stay bad. Some teams just float through the the middle. Some teams are the Jets. <laughs> they needed Deshaun Watson. But I, I think it started a few years ago in the NBA. Like if a lot of people throughout the years have had legitimate concerns and legitimate complaints and had reasons to be traded, like just because your team isn't as good as you would like it to be, I don't consider that a reason to be traded. Everybody can't do that every year. 
What happens when he gets traded to the Jets and he's like, oh, crap, I'm on the Jets now? Well, and it's not like Houston is the step down from New York that it used to be because it is not. Very small step down. Very small. Yeah. Houston is happening. And I know this is New Mexico and we're like, we hate Texas. Texas is a joke. I I hate Texas so much I hate East New Mexico. <laughs> Guess what? They hate us already. Yeah. So whatever. And Houston is the jam. They got 10,000 restaurants. Hey, you want to get Thai tonight? We got options. Third biggest city in the country. Fourth biggest media market. Also, again, I recognize that Deshaun Watson hates Robert Bob McNair. Because he, as outed by the undefeated... Is fabulously racist. Yeah. Do I know that to be true personally? Nah. Do I know that people that wouldn't risk their professional Ackerman have said that? Yes. But <laughs> racist Bob McNair is not going to let 25-year-old African-American quarterback Deshaun Watson go over on him. Just out of pride, right? Just out of pride. You remember when I'm not going to get into it. Donald Trump's doing all this stuff, and Bob McNair's like, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's not going to go over your players, dog. You're going to end up in a situation where your star quarterback, anyone in the league wants this guy. Tampa Bay would consider Deshaun Watson right now. You know they would. He hates you. You've created a work environment where he hates you. And now Deshaun Watson trying to work the system. I know I'm ranting here, Van. I apologize. That's okay. I'll participate later. <laughs> when it's baseball time. <laughs> what did McNair say? Can't have the inmates running the prison. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, guy. That's not the saying, you old crazy racist. No. If you right now were to be like, hey, hey, Freddie, um, you can have like Deshaun Watson or like anyone else in the league. I'm taking only Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking probably Lamar Jackson because I still have that kind of enthusiasm. Maybe the kid from the Seahawks. He's a little bit older than I'd like at this point. Who else am I taking over Deshaun Deshaun Jackson or excuse me, Deshaun Watson? Not a lot. Not a lot. Very small handful. Five or six dudes you'd rather have than Deshaun Watson. Texans, figure it out. Figure it out. And you can't get rid of him. Because if you get rid of him, it costs you like $24 million in dead cap. Now, if you keep him, it's like $15 million or something, right? So that's yeah. whatever. But, like, that's a lot of money. That difference. Eight or $9 million or whatever it is. I don't have that number exact. I'm close. Because you got to buy, you got to sign a backup wide receiver. Because Will Fuller takes a hit over the middle. The, all right, here's the contract. I just found it. It was $156 million. Yes. Oh, my gosh. A lot, lots of money. 27 mil just a signing bonus. And there's hypocrisy here. He's fine. He could take some, take some fines. 
I'm really sad over over uh, my favorite wide receiver getting traded, but um, $156 million made me feel better about it uh, four months ago. Is that what it was? September 2020. How many months is that? God, that Hopkins trade is going to go down as one of the worst in NFL history. Yes. So bad. That makes that Tatis trade look really smart. <laughs> when your trade is so bad, they're comparing it to trades in other leagues. Yeah. <laughs> your old Jeff Bagwell trade. Your football trade is so bad that I can't believe that uh, Hunter Racing got this. And you're like, what? That's NASCAR. Anyways, Deshaun Watson, I think he's a little hypocritical right here. But if I'm the Texans, I do everything in my power to make him feel good. What's worse, the Hopkins trade or trading for Enron stock? Ooh, good one. (laughs) I don't know. Timely. That's a timely one. When we get back, shut up and dribble is back in the news. Oh, welcome back. And then we'll have John Traub. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Good morning of radio from your boys. All right. Today's varsity is words that suck, okay? And on that list is going to be Zaltan Ibramovic. Yeah, you're on a list now, buddy. Ibra Amanovic. Help me out here, Vital. You know all this soccer stuff. Zlatan <laughs> Ibramovic. That's close enough. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Ibramovic. Ibramovic or Yigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigigig
Zaltan. I think also he was the villain in the first Superman movie. I don't know if that is 100% correct what I'm saying. In the in the Die Hard, you're thinking of the Die Hard reboot. He was the bad guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The- look, look, Zlatan, or whatever your name is. <laughs> America's different, all right? You're Swedish. You have health care and education, and your cops don't murder people, and you're nice to minorities there. Don't superimpose your awesome life on us in America. We got problems here. And LeBron James, the biggest star, is trying to help people out. And he said, shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> it's not a direct quote, but that's what no. he said. <sighs> LeBron James, no way I'll ever stick to sports. Duh. So he said in an interview with, I don't know who UEFA is, for Discovery Plus in Sweden, okay? So this is all Swedish stuff. (laughs) It's all Sweden to me. Saying it was a, quote, mistake, and, quote, doesn't look good when James and other, quote, famous people get involved in politics. (sighs) If you know the story of this at all, Zaltan, you say, like, back in the day... My last name's not right. I don't get the opportunity here. I face racism in Sweden. Yeah. The people are mean to me on the field. The pitch. So just just a little over two years ago, he was trying to bring attention to racism in Sweden and Europe. But two years later, LeBron James needs to shut up. Hmm. James said in response, fan. Hmm. James said in response, quote, I speak from a very educated mind, so I'm kind of the wrong guy to actually go at because I do my homework. <laughs> so not only did he dismiss, he calls him dumb. He says, ah, you're dumb. Ibrahim Mahanovic <laughs> says he was subject to undercover racism. Is that what I just did? Undercover racism? Yeah. It's actually a show, I think, on NBC. <laughs> Investigative reporting. It's whenever they send. All right, do you remember Undercover Boss? Of course. Same premise. Yeah. Except you just go to clan meetings. Uh huh. Oh, you're you're talking about Clayton Bigsby is what you're talking about. I watched <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah the other day. On Isn't HBO. it phenomenal? If I tell you, have you seen this yet? A little pivot, Judah, Judah and the Black Messiah. It was so good. I'm telling you, I thought it was going to be a documentary. No. Oh cinematic interpretation of actual events. It was very, very good. It was very good. Rest in peace, Fred Hampton. If you're not familiar, Vital, it's the story of when the FBI murdered... Is it 20 or 21, Van? 21-year-old Fred Hampton. Who was like an influential leader in the Black Black Panther Party based in Chicago, Illinois. Yes. He's the next MLK. He's the next Malcolm X. He's on the rise. It was brilliant. It was, the FBI murdered him while he slept in bed. Ooh. What? I'm not going to say anything else. You needed to know that part before you watched it, though. Hopefully you would know who Fred Hampton is. Yes. And his place in society. So I didn't know about the movie. You brought it up to me at the gym the other day. And I was like, I didn't know that movie was in existence. You were like, Fred Hampton? I'm like, uh, what? And you were like, from the... I'm like, oh, yeah. No, the yeah, Black Panther. I totally know what you're talking about. You're like, there's a fabulous film. It's a very good movie. It was very good. Yeah. 
And I don't often take your recommendation because I don't respect you. <laughs> We're on the same page on a lot of things. Mo- most things, I would say. Yes. But music and movies isn't one. No, no. We wildly differ on our tastes in media. Yeah, your choice of media is laughably bad, and mine is whatever Ryan Seacrest tells me to like. Sure. It's a very good example. (laughs) There's a handful of guys you don't pick fights with. Number one, God. Okay. Number two, LeBron. Yeah, it's pretty close. And depending on your viewpoint, that might be the same person. (laughs) And LeBron, he's so articulate. Does he write his own stuff? Probably some. Definitely not all. He's got handlers. He's got a team. Also, he's like rallied. Like, because he's so cross-platform. He's not just like the NBA. He's athletics. And entertainment. And entertainment. His barbershop show is phenomenal. Yes. that. Oh, my gosh, yes. Very good. But he is the leader of a group of individuals. Like, I know Patrick Mahomes is like Jalen Brown and the Celtics, obviously. Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. Alvin Kamara of the Saints. Like, all these different guys have gone through and made, like, extreme public statements and efforts and coordination. That's all with LeBron. I still don't get it why people call out athletes, actors, prominent public figures. Like, why can't they specifically talk about politics they can or paul talk about racism talk about their community they will they're a citizen they're a voter just because you're really good at a sport or really good at a craft or really good at art or acting or music whatever doesn't mean you don't have a voice because you're more popular that's like joe Plummer, joe guy that works at the bank sure joe softball coach or whatever like oh look you're just a plumber shut up and wrench all right. Quit quit talking about Donald Trump and Barack Obama and get under my crawl space and fix him pipes. Here's the thing. They're not in session and you're just a senator, so shut up in Cancun. <laughs> That's real. So whatever comments you want to make, you're able to make. Whatever you want to say about anyone, you're able to say. But there is there is repercussion for decisions. Yeah. And you don't pick on LeBron James because your arms aren't long enough to box with him. Oh, you mean the LeBron James that's never been in trouble ever? That's Le- never had any kind of drama or controversy? Oh, the guy who builds schools? Oh, the guy who's having a a media empire slowly being built so he can help out the communities he lives in and he's from. Oh, the same LeBron James is married to his high school sweetheart and has a great family. Oh, the father to future professional athletes. Oh, that guy? You're going to call out that guy? Good Lord, take the temperature. The guy who can say, quote, so there's no way I would ever just stick to sports because I understand how this platform and how powerful my voice is. Yes. 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 Hey, if LeBron James calls and fill in the blank, they will have him on right now. If LeBron James calls Letterman, Leno, O'Brien, they're bumping whoever. If he goes to the Wall Street Journal and is like, hey, figure it out, but live stream me right now. Yeah, they're going to do it. Yeah. Hey, Fox, 
I need you to bump American Idol for the night so I can do a state of the NBA address. Uh, maybe not American Idol. I don't think that's on Fox anymore. <laughs> American Idol pulls. So anything but American Idol. <laughs> if Le- This is a real one. If LeBron James were to call NBC and say, hey, I know the Daytona 500 is going on right now. Um, I just need I just need you to patch me in over the action for like five solid minutes. I got to bring you a message from Kellogg's. <laughs> yes, Mr. James. Yes, Mr. James. <laughs> we got you, Mr. James. And it's not even about like the opinions or the social aspect or whatever. I'm just saying he's untouchable. To, crit- to critique LeBron James is because you hate LeBron James. It's not for his actions or his decisions or his capabilities or performance or Ackerman. Or do you want me to keep going? We got to go to break so we can call John Traub. You ready to talk baseball? Oh, so excited. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Of course, powered by Nexco Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Texts are going wild. People are loving it. Apparently individuals are loving the YMCA too, which is nice. As they should. As they should. Great spot. Joining us now, because big news in minor league baseball, big news in Albuquerque Ice Toast Baseball, big news in Albuquerque at all. Fans are returning. Baseball is returning. And who better to bring you all the details on that than general manager of the Albuquerque Ice Tubes, John Traub. Good morning, John. How are you? Morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well, friend. Welcome to the show. First time, I believe. So how exciting for all yeah. parties. Uh, I was on with you in the fall. Oh, okay. Well, we forget. <laughs> Obviously, I left a indelible impression. Oh, I was out of town. That's what it was. I was out of town. <laughs> So we, uh, we're bringing baseball back. Fans are coming back. We're having a lot of excitement. Uh, obviously, we're turquoise now. What does that mean for the team, John? What does that mean for everything going over there at the stadium? Well, we're not turquoise yet. Okay. We're still yellow. We're still yellow. Um, and it's important that people understand the differences, and it's important that people continue to practice uh, social distancing and wearing their masks and doing all the things that have been done to get New Mexico to this category um and then the next step would be green and then the next step would be turquoise but it is absolutely a step in the right direction it it provides a pathway for us to be open up to be able to open up the facility and to really start we've already been planning for our season but now this certainly gives us a lot of direction relative to capacity issues so good morning john i know you guys got to keep your head on a swivel and you know be ready for anything that happens but it's go time now. You want to tell the listener what it's going to look like at Isotope Stadium going forward? Like, what are, What's the seating going to be like? What are concessions going to be like? What's the vibe? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a great question, and everything is coming together for Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park. What that means is we have been working on a socially distant seating manifest for a number of months uh, based on various percentages and now that we have the uh, 25% allowance from the state, we can create special seating pods, which would be groups of, say, two or fours or sixes or what have you, where when people are selecting tickets, they will select the tickets from a specific pod. 
and they will be required to purchase the, all the tickets that are in that pod. So, um, so that'll be certainly something different. We are finalizing those, uh, all those plans and all that uh, back end stuff that that uh, that is necessary before we even put tickets on sale. So, uh, so the first first thing is, of course, the seating manifest is going to look very different. Concessions will be operated differently. You know what? Everything is going to be operated differently. However, it's going to be done safely, going to be done with uh, COVID safe practices at the forefront and safety, you know, all the safety protocols and everything that we've, that we've followed forever in terms of just how we've operated the building. That's all going to remain the same. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, getting the COVID safe practices finalized and then being able to roll those out. What has been the pulse around the front office? What has been the pulse around the city as these announcements have come out? Is is everyone reaching out? Is there is there a high level of anticipation and excitement, or is it is it a lot of work? Like, what is the energy level at? <laughs> it's been a lot of work, even though we haven't had, even though our season was canceled last year, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. And there's a ton of news that's happened during this off season. I got to tell you guys, it's been a ton of work, and we've been on a skeleton staff. And I really want to thank those people that have been with us on our staff to, uh, for their hard work and dedication. It's been a very trying time. Uh, but now that this news has come out, relative, first of all, uh, you know, Major League Baseball announced how the minor leagues are going to be operated now going forward. Uh, we have a schedule that was announced last week, uh, and now this week we've had the. Uh, the, the uh, you know clearance to have people in the ballpark. So absolutely, there's certainly a, a renewed source of uh, excitement and energy that is flowing towards the start of the season, whenever that will be. And uh, and now we're going to really have to ramp up our efforts uh, even more so, which I didn't think was possible, but we're going to have to do it uh, because we've got a lot to do in a short time. And and uh, but I know that we have the people to do it. So, John, I plan my summer around Albuquerque Day baseball games. Smart. I am always Mm -hmm. there. Something really has to get in my way for me to miss a day baseball game or isotopes game in general. I love the lab. I love being there. And uh, as friend of the show knows, I am a huge baseball dork. What can you say to to people like me who are – starved for entertainment who want to go see albuquerque local sports what can you say to them that say hey that we're doing it right this is safe can't wait to see you well for one i want to thank everybody for their patience um because it's been a you know without the patience that people have has shown have shown without the uh you know practicing all the things that we've all need to practice we wouldn't be at this position to even be having this conversation. But I'll tell you, when it comes to our season, people should look forward to the same type of entertainment that they always have and hopefully the same type of experience they've had at the ballpark. It is going to be a bit different, of course, because of some of the logistics and the distancing and some of those things that we're going to have to be implementing. Um, So we ask for people's patience there, too, because, uh, you know, we've never done this before either. We're trying to think through as much as we possibly can. We're dotting I's and crossing T's, uh, as we always have, and trying to come up with as as safe of a plan as we possibly can, working with the state, uh, working with the governor's office, with the fire marshal, with Major League Baseball in terms of their uh, guidelines and protocols. So there, there are a lot of moving parts to this. Uh, but bottom line, what we want is when a fan comes to a game, that they're going to be able to enjoy it just like they always have. 
John Traub, general manager of the Albuquerque Ice Cubs, joining us talking about when fans can return to Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Ice Cubs, at Ice Cubs Park. My question, because baseball to me is normality, John, when is 50 Cent Hot Dog Night? <laughs> well, that's one of the things. I don't know if we're going to be able to do a 50 Cent Hot Dog Night this year because of everything that goes into the preparation and, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, that remains to be seen, to be honest with you. All of our promotions remain to be seen, and uh, we're putting that together, and hopefully we'll be able to unveil that as well as our game times. Um, so, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a little bit different for sure. Even the types of food that'll be available and the way that it's packaged is going to be a little bit different. Um, but that those are just the those are just the guidelines and the restrictions and the and the rules going forward. And we all have to abide by it. And it it, it is what it is. So if there's not a fifty cent hot dog night this year, then um, you know what we'll get it on the schedule in 2022 or as soon as we possibly can. And I will tell you this too. You know, there's there's a chance, obviously, that as the season goes on, you know, it, depending on how the COVID case numbers are, that capacities could be increased as we go. So, you know, if we get to a point where it's more of a normal operation with a normal, you know, Saturday night crowd of, you know, 12, 13,000 people, whatever, um, we uh, hopefully we can start doing some of those things as normal as, as we can before. So just as the public uh, is, is, has had to be patient and we've had to be patient, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of all in this thing together as we put, as we put, uh, put our plan in place. John, it's pretty easy to social distance when you got the hot dog cannon. <laughs> That's such a good idea. You could just fire hot dogs all over the stadium depending on how good your aim is. So well, I, th- I, I know you guys are going to figure it out. Let's pivot to the the product on the field. How does uh, Coach Schaefer feel about the boys this year? What's the outlook? Well, our manager, you know, I'm excited to have our new manager, Warren Schaefer, uh, who's going to be taking over the helm of the ball club. He was scheduled to be our manager last year, and obviously because the season was canceled, he wasn't able to be here. Um, he did manage the uh, the Rockies' alternate site location in Denver last year. So he's got some, obviously, some familiarity, but there's there's nothing like actually managing game situations and and uh, with a whole new set of players and and things like that. So you know we're excited. I know he's very excited to get here and to whenever that's going to be and to, to to start the season and um, you know a lot of changes within the Rockies organization. So we're just going to have to see how the roster shakes out. It's a little bit early to know exactly what the roster is going to look like. Whenever and obviously because last year was so turbulent, uh, whenever you knew that baseball was done last year, and whenever you knew you weren't necessarily going to see the boys at the stadium, um, were you able to stay in contact with a lot of those individuals? Were you, were you able to maintain like the uh, that important relationship, or was it more of a fin for yourself kind of situation for the players? Oh no, I mean, well, the players first of all, they're not our employees. The players belong to the Colorado Rockies, yes. so. Um, so we don't even, I wouldn't even know who was going to be on our club last year. Uh, but we have absolutely stayed in contact with Warren and with Zach Wilson, the, the Rockies assistant GM of player development and Jeff Breidich, the general manager, uh, you know, throughout the entire, uh, last year, you know, during this whole scenario, as a matter of fact, I was in, uh, Scottsdale spring training last year when all this stuff was starting to starting to rise to the surface and uh so we've been we've been talking to those guys for a year about everything and once the season was shut down last year and and there was no minor league season 
you know, I did my best to stay in contact with them and stay in contact with former players that have been here, you know, guys who were playing in the big leagues, just to check in and say hello and things of that nature. And, you know, I've done that throughout my career, and I will, I assume I'm going to be continuing to do that uh, for, for some time. So you guys have absolutely awesome promotions and fun specialty nights. What, what can Isotopes fan look forward to this coming season? Yeah, well, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we're still putting all that together okay. uh, in terms of what are we allowed to do. Yeah, those those um, those things are going to be those protocols will be coming down to us from Major League Baseball in terms of how we can even use the field um, and and what you know what what kind of procedures are we going to have to follow on that front um, in terms of giveaways. We you know I want to thank our sponsors because there's so many people that had so many sponsors that had giveaways and. Uh, special events planned for 2020 and you know most likely and hopefully we're going to be able to roll that into the 2021 schedule so you know if it's bobbleheads or jerseys and giveaways and things of that nature yeah we're looking forward to being able to do that and we're just trying to determine the best and safest way to be able to distribute those things so you know what we've always been about fun and creativity and and a lot of different things at the ballpark and that's what we're going to continue to do it just like i said it's it might be done a little bit differently than it has before, but our, our goal is to do everything as, as safe and as uh, uh, respectful of, of the, the, uh, the COVID-safe practices. And, you know, let me put it this way. There's going to be COVID-safe practice in place, no question, and we are going to go above and beyond that to make sure that people's experiences at the ballpark are, are safe at the same time being, you know, it's all about entertainment, and I think by having 25% capacity, we're going to have a heck of a uh, an atmosphere in that ballpark. I can't wait for the umpire to say play ball and us to open up the gates, and, and people are just going to be so excited. I know this, you know, it's been, by the time we get started, it's going to be probably over 600 days Ooh. since we actually had a game at, at our ballpark. Um, so we are, uh, we are, everybody's chomping at the bit, and uh we're looking forward to being able to finalize all the plans as soon as we can. So my last question, John, before we let you go, Isotopes fan who frequents your website sees April 8th is in red. There could be baseball on April 8th. Mm-hmm. How likely does that seem to happen to you right now for baseball in Albuquerque? Well, that's a great question. Um, I would say, for those who don't know, Major League Baseball is in charge of our schedule. They're in charge of uh, how AAA baseball is going to operate. So they they still have some time to determine whether or not the season is going to start on time as scheduled or if it could be delayed. Um, I would tell you it could go either way. Um, so we are planning as if we are playing on April the 8th, and if it gets delayed a little bit, then, then we'll adjust as we need to. So I really don't have a better answer than that at this point. Um, we're, we're, we're hopeful that it's going to be April 8th, and if it's not, then, then we'll be able to do it when they say we can. John Cobb, thank you so very much. Okay, guys. Thanks, John. What a good friend of the show. A little baseball updates. Didn't get to ask him about alternative jerseys this year. I think ah, the, the mariachis? The mariachis, that's, that's the best in the biz. Maybe all of sports might be the best alternative jersey in all of sports. They usually do multiple games in it. Sure. I would imagine they will still – I would imagine. The website says they will. <laughs> that's not me having any insider information. I, I need a new mariachis hat this year. Let's, Ooh. Let's go to the – might be a way to bring in the team. Go to the shop. 
Let's grab a break. I just love baseball so much. Let's continue it. Spring training talk when we get back. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by Mexico Pinon Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Handful of minutes before the top of the hour when Peter Bowman at Top Golf joins us. Thank you to John Traub. Fun talking baseball. Ooh, wee. Fun talking baseball. Top three things I miss from the pandemic lockdown. Okay. Number one. Albuquerque Isotopes Day Baseball Games. Okay, that's on my list. Number two, a nice sundown outdoor concert. Like at the zoo or something? Yes. Number three, uh, seeing my family. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Literally in that order. (laughs) (laughs) I recently, because of this post-polar vortex, warm, whatevery boy that we're currently in, weathery boy, the wind hit we had a amazing yeah. week drank a few beers on a few patios this week as you should as i should put a couple minutes into spring training baseball game start tomorrow van oh if you turn on the mlb channel tomorrow during the day starting at 11 a.m mountain the crack of the bat So I got a pressing one for you because my favorite thing about spring training baseball, same face, new place. Who are you most excited to see? Francisco Lindor in his new home, Trevor Bauer in his new home, Nolan Arenado in his new home. Like who are you most excited to see in their new uniforms? Well, I'm going to live vicariously through you and then just say Nolan Arenado. Yes, it's not even close. I think that's the, that's the biggest move of the year. The most exciting, could it reap the biggest rewards of the last ten years. So interesting, it's not what, even close. What's Nolan Arenado going to do once he leaves the thin air of Coors Field? Yes, how much home stats have affected him? Is he going to play harder? Is he going to be better? Is the St. Louis Cardinals organization going to rise him up back to his MVP level? When I used to work, very exciting stuff. When I worked in St. Louis Sports Talk Radio, what I would do right now is I would call it the groundskeeper down in Jupiter, Florida, and I would say, "Hey." How's Nolan Arenado like the dirt packed over there at third? Like, what are we doing to set him up for success? Because that's what I need to know. But I love it. I love that it's here. I, tomorrow is a special day for me. Obviously, opening day is a holiday. Everyone knows that. If you don't recognize it as a holiday, it's because you live in a different country. Sure. But that very first day of spring training baseball, when they put guys out there, with 90 numbers. Guys don't have names on the back of their jerseys. So good. Is this the is this the janitor? Yep. <laughs> or is that the guy from uh, Rookie Ball? Not sure. He's number 137. We ran out of double digits. You know what else I like aside from like new face or same face, new place? The guy that replaces Nolan Arenado. Mm. I love that story too. Mm-mm. With uh, Gonzalez out. Alden Gonzalez, is that who the Rockies got? Whoever. Here he come. One of Nolan Arenado's backups is Josh Fuentes, Albuquerque Isotope legend. Yeah. Josh Fuentes, who is actually Nolan Arenado's cousin. So they got rid of Nolan Arenado, and his cousin might be playing third base. How small world is that? 
There's a breath of fresh air about it. So the Braves just extended their manager. I want to watch the young kids. Man, I'm really excited for Dodgers versus Padres all year. That's yes. going to be oh my a gosh, yes. battle. Yeah. The two best teams in baseball are in the same division, miles apart from each other. They play 15 games. Very exciting stuff. 18 games? What is it? 15 or 18? Whatever it is. Watch them all. Otani, is he going to come back? I mean, th- that's like there's so many storylines that you just spitball them onto the wall and you see which one sticks. Otani being healthy for the first uh, first time in his Major League Baseball career, that's very exciting stuff. Ben Intendi, is he, is he a corpse now? Is he going to rise again? Like what? Like I'm being like these are all stories where I'm like, okay, I'm in. By the way, let's start looking at the fantasy book. Like let's figure this thing. Out. I'll go get a Lindy's right now. They still sell Lindy's. Yeah, I don't know. The guy that comes to the fantasy draft with the magazine still. Yeah, love that guy. <laughs> Clipboard, legal pad, sharpie. You just do it all on your phone, bro. New rotations. I'm a fan of baseball, so I love that the DH is gone in the National League. I'm on the other side. Oh, you don't like baseball? Yeah, I think it should be <laughs> It should be a universal DH. No. Yeah. Should be gone altogether. Either get rid of the DH, make both leagues. I don't want to see a pitcher hit. Vital's been very it's, ac- acquieted. We've evolved past that. We don't need to see pitchers hit anymore. There, uh, no. I like the strategy yes. of the National League. I think you take that out when you get rid of the DH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double I, switches, all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I really do. Uh, you know, bunting, bring it back. The pitchers can do that. So, And there are some pitchers who are good hitters. But, um, yeah, I, 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 it has to, you're right, though, Van. It has to be one or the other. That's, I'm saying right now that I'm upset that I can't watch Tony La Russa screw up a double switch and, <laughs> and batting the pitcher eight for the Chicago White Sox this year. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. What's Marcelo Ozuna going to do? Nick Marcakis. He was a monster last year, Ozuna. Adam Duvall. Highest average exit velocity. This is like pure like sports entertainment viewpoint. Thank you. Minor league baseball, excuse me, spring training baseball is like the appetizer to the entree that I'm going to have. It's like my favorite time of year, obviously, because I love baseball. I've and, heard. And the weather's changing, yes. and my seasonal depression starts to go away. Finally. <laughs> it was starting to weigh on me and Vital. Yeah, and I was bringing you guys down. We had had a meeting with without my, you. With my mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> Let's grab a break. Peter Bowman, Top Golf, will join us in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about what's going on right there off the highway. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. This program contains paid promotion, but not this Top Golf segment because we just love it so much. This is yeah. this is literally just fandom. This is your boys talking about the best time that they've had in Albuquerque and what feels like an entire year. Joining us now, Peter Bowman, the general manager of Top Golf. If you're not aware, just look off the highway when you're driving down it. You can't miss it. Good morning, Peter. How are you? 
Hey, good morning, Fred. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well, friend. Welcome to the show for the first time of hopefully a lot of times. 1600, Thank you very much. Great to be here. 1600 Desert Surf Circle, Northeast, Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can contact Top Golf at 505-437-4399. Well, Van didn't go last week, Peter. He went every week you've been opened until last week. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why didn't you make it, Van? Oh, I had other plans. I had two Fridays, a Wednesday and two Fridays in a row. So I broke the streak. I love that place. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. You broke the streak. We need to start a new one. All right, start a new one. I'm in. Who who's com- who's coming out, Peter? Who who's visited the facility? How many people have you seen? How many Albuquerqueans have you met? And and are people just being so very kind? Yeah, you know that's a great question. We've seen so many uh, happy locals that have come in and had a great time. We've opened our doors safely, and we're following strict guidelines with the county and the state, and I can't tell you the joy that we're seeing on all of our guest faces. So we've seen a lot of New Mexico, not just Albuquerque, but folks are traveling from uh, surrounding cities, and uh, they're having a great time. Peter, let's uh, rewind a little bit, and let's say the loyal listener is living under a rock oh. and doesn't know what Top Golf is. Can you explain your facility and what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. We're an entertainment facility that provides first-class technology with great food and beverage, and we combine it all with an amazing staff. Our team really makes the experience at Top Golf, and if you've ever been to Top Golf, you know what I'm talking about with that overall energy and our core values, and we really connect people in meaningful ways. It's really powerful. Top golf van, don't know if you're aware, 70 plus climate controlled hitting bays. Mm. That's incredible. 200 HD TVs. It was like 40 degrees last Friday, and I had my hoodie off because. So comfortable. Yeah. So comfortable. The heaters work so well. So the, the county is currently yellow, Peter, but I guess we're going turquoise if everyone plays, plays fair with each other. What does that mean for top golf? That would, be, that would be great news, and that's what we're hoping for. So, you know, when we go to that turquoise level, then we can open up all of our common areas uh, even more. Uh, that would mean our inside and outside. And we're going to open our patios starting this Monday. So if anybody would like to just come and dine, we're going to have our common areas open for everybody as well if they'd like to um, eat, drink, have some fun, and they could get on the waiting list. We're currently doing reservation only to start due to the occupancy levels here in the county, but that as soon as the restrictions ease, then we'll start going back to more of the traditional top golf uh, where it won't be just reservation only. So, Peter, what can you tell um, entertainment-starved Burkenio about how you're going to keep them safe at your facility? Yeah, absolutely. So from the time where you walk up, we have a a COVID questionnaire, and we make sure that we go through that with every guest. Uh, And then we escort guests to the bays, and we've installed plastic uh, partition dividers in between each bay and then also in between the clubs. And the nice thing is, is that each one of our bays is naturally socially distanced. It's 11 feet T to T. Um, and we've, we've naturally have the socially distance, and, and we're also sanitizing the clubs after every use, the screens, the golf balls. Uh, we have QR codes for menus, and um, our, our team is, is wearing gloves, and we have a mask mandate um, that we're following. So we're making sure that, um, you know, we want everybody to play safely. I know I've felt super safe every time I've been there. I hope everyone feels the same way. 
I've also had a lot of fun, and the thing that that I want to communicate to the listener about it is it's it feels very unique to Albuquerque Entertainment. And I'm a guy who regulars uh, events and happenings and goings ons here in the city. Um, this one stands so neat and it stands so true because it feels brand new. It's a brand new building. It's a brand new experience. Peter, you've been at many top golfs across the country. How's this one rank for you? How does this one stand special? I'd say this one ranks at the top because New Mexico has been begging for for some positive lights here in town, and um, we are not only providing a safe experience, but everybody's having a blast, and it's so nice. Uh, you know, the past year has been so tough on everyone in so many different ways. Um, it's really nice to provide some hope and some joy and some fun, even if it's only for a short amount of time, and to really boost everybody's spirits it's it's just great to see everybody's faces having a blast so when you're actually uh participating in the top golf game there's all there's tons of different kind of apps and games that you can play what how does that work like how what are all the different games you get to do yeah that's a great question and we have such neat technology and if you ever watch golf on tv we own top tracer which actually has some high-tech cameras that break down the speed and angle of your golf ball, which is neat. So you get to see the trace of your ball. And what comes along with that, we have some new games like Angry Birds that's great for families to play. Um, We have virtual golf courses such as St. Andrews, Pebble Beach, and it looks spot on to to those uh, golf courses. And then we also have our traditional top golf game where you can score in any one of our targets. And we have many other, we have 10 other games that you can play. Um, so there's, there's tons of stuff. If you're looking for more competition or if you're just looking to have some fun or if you have a group or if you're just by yourself, we can accommodate anyone. Now, Van, I don't know if you know, and Peter's going to be able to help me here, but top golf has been open for a couple weeks now, right? Several weeks, month, whatever. But they're in the community. I was at the Hispano Chamber of Commerce PPE event yesterday. Top Golf is there, like in stride, like impacting the community. Peter, how are you guys getting outside of the facility? How are you getting into Albuquerque, and what are you doing to help the five hundred fivers? Well, you know, Fred, that's extremely important to the company and myself to not only be involved here at Top Golf, but to give back in the community. We're very involved in charity work with Folds of Honor. Um, we have Make-A-Wish, Stand Up to Cancer, and also in local events. And what we want to do is give back to Albuquerque. So we like to get out in uh, as many things that we can be involved in. We want to do that to establish ourselves not only just here at Top Golf, but be a long-term partner for the community of Albuquerque. Now, speaking of the community, you guys um, support the community and give discounts to uh, essential workers, police, fire. Can you talk about your Heroes program a little bit? Yes, that's right. So we do have a Heroes discount program. So if you are an essential worker, a frontline worker, we do offer a 10% discount anytime that you want to come in. Uh, we know how important that the frontline workers have been, and they're, they're the real heroes uh, of Albuquerque and New Mexico, and we want to give back. Albuquerque Shopper Van is like a smart shopper. Like they like like if there's a deal or a promotion, Albuquerque like scoops that thing up. I know with like T-Mobile or with Mastercard or some of the things that are going on, you can get those kind of deals at Top Golf. What is like the Peter? What is like a ballpark number for like a family of four on like on either like date night or like or like a promotion? What is the best bet for a family of four for a total cost for an evening of fun? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we have a certain days of the week. For example, Tuesday is half-priced uh, gameplay, so that's a, a great value for a family of four to come in. And certain times of the day are, are different on values. For example, if you came in in the afternoon during a weekday or a weekday night, it'd be a, a little bit more discounted than it would be on the weekend. But we're always looking to run programs to give back. So we will advertise that on our topgolf.com website. So you'll see those um, always coming. So I got some dirt on Peter, Fred. I don't know if I told you yet. Okay, I'm ready. Breaking news. <laughs> ba bum bum ba Peter's a tennis pro. What? Peter, you played tennis in college. You is that Judas? Right? You Judas? Peter, we have a yeah. uh, we have a mutual friend, John Dubois. I just hanging out with him last night. We went a uh, we went to Top Golf last Friday, and uh, you guys play tennis together. And apparently, you can swing a racket. Well, he's he's being very generous. Uh, that was many many moons ago. That was in the early '90s, and um, you know, John is a, is a great guy, and I met him when I. First moved out here a little over a year ago, and I can kind of swing it now, but uh, I need to stretch. Let's put it that way first. Huh. So the bar and restaurant opens up on Monday, and you're doing quarter capacity. What's what's that going to look like going forward? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So it, in the yellow right now, we can do 25% based off of our occupancy on the inside and 75% on the outside. And then when the colors go to green, it would be 50% on the inside, 50 on, 75 on the outside. So we're going to gradually open that up, and we are continuously counting how many guests we have in those areas. But we feel like we have a great patio here, and we have great food and beverage, so we want to open that up to the public starting on Monday. Peter Bowman, the general manager of Top Golf, is joining us, and we're doing our best to put Top Golf over for the listener because it is safe, it is fun, and it is warm and it is inviting. My last um, Top Golf ish question before we have a little bit of fun with you. If I want to go to Top Golf and I've never swung a club, what is, what is like that point of resistance? Like, do I need to bring anything? Do I need to know anything? Or, or whenever I get there, is it, is it just like my first time, most enjoyable experience ever? It's going to be the most enjoyable experience ever. You know, we have clubs here. It's more, more guests are non golfers who have never swung a club before. And when they come, we bring fun to golf. It's not like a stuffy driving range where you have to go and feel intimidated, like people are watching and you're nervous. When you come here, you literally just get up there, have some fun. We have targets, we have music going, we have a great time, we have a great team. You're going to have a blast. All right, Van, I got an idea. Okay, and I haven't talked to Peter about this before, so I'm about to put him on the spot. This just came to me. We need to discover the best top golfer in town. Ooh, Peter, we need to discover the best top golfer in town. Who currently is in the running from your appreciation of top golf? Who in town is the best top golfer currently, and can we find them through a talk or excuse me, an ABQ Central based search and find? <laughs> Who's the best top you know, that, golfer in Albuquerque? That's a great question, Fred. So normally what we can do, we can have tournaments here, and we can do that to find out who the best top golfer is. And we can run stats on not only Albuquerque, but who's the best around the, the world. Um, so we're going to start that soon. Um, as of now, I can tell you there's a few platinum guests that we have here that are in here regularly that are scoring highly. Um, but I, I invite all of you to come in and, and give it a shot. This is the plan. when the Because the time will come. When we partner with Top Golf on a charitable or a fundraising or an endeavor, like we so often we're done with the program, and it will solely be based off bragging rights. 
Naturally. Yes. We are only raising money to help others in our own vanity. <laughs> that sounds like a plan to me. Van, anything before we let Peter go? No, I think he did a great job. Peter, this has been tremendous. You are tremendous. Top Golf is tremendous. Any final words before we let you go, my friend? No, uh, thank you very much for having me on today, and it's really been a pleasure getting to know you guys, and I look forward to, to meeting um, in the entire community of Albuquerque and New Mexico, and come on in and, and have some fun. The app is available, correct me if I'm wrong, Peter, uh, at the App Store for iTunes and then on the Google Play Store. Download that. You set the reservation through the app, or do you have to call? Uh, it's through the app online. So there you go. Do it all from your phone. You'll be signed up. You'll be in. You'll be playing. You sold out this weekend? <laughs> We, we are full. We're sold out, and just a, a little uh, tip there is to hop on a week ahead of time because we set those a week out, and we regularly sell out quickly. So if you're planning on next Saturday, hop on right now to book that reservation. Peter Bowman, friend of the show, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Peter. What a good dude. My goodness. He knows who the best – he knows who the top golfer is in town. Can't call him out yet. No. He, he didn't want to say let it sizzle. Because he has told multiple people at the Top Golf that they are the top, top golfer. Uh, yeah, right. But they're not. <laughs> but he knows who is. That will be the one, too, right? So let's, like, we're going to find whoever. We're going to find a friend of the show. And we're going to be like, hey, let's help. Let's do some things, right? Mm. And we're going we're gonna to get some people come out. And it's going to be a big swinging clubs out there, Van. I caught the innuendo. Thank you very much. I thought you might. It was wonderful. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Peter Bowman at Top Golf was excellent. That facility's excellent. Excellent. If you think you're the top, top golfer in town, call the show right now. <laughs> 505-246-0610. And I promise you the first call will be star of TV and radio, KOB's Brandon Ortega. Because he, 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 he can yeet it. He did wipe the floor with us. That's pretty bad. I wish I was talented at all. I'm not. I'm not Mike Trout when it comes to top golf. No. No, 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 no. That's like the first time you've ever swung a golf club. Well, that's not true. But you, you did great for someone who's never swung a golf club. Here's the thing: I don't care for golf proper. I love Top Golf. I need a longer one. Is there a longer one? I've never asked. They got lefty clubs for the lefties, but I don't know if they got clubs for uh, six and a half foot tall. I'm so big, behemoths. I will like. I'll get on Amazon and buy one. I don't know if Amazon's the place to go. Get a top golf set, like a real set of golf clubs. No, no, just one driver. I would only use it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't care about anything else. Just putt with it and everything. One club to rule them all. There's probably like a golf spot in town too that would like easily accommodate me for my needs, but I don't know what that is because I'm not a a golf enthusiast. Well, basically every course would do that. Oh, they can all do that. Yeah, they're they're very good at hospitality. I do like hospitality. I like being treated kindly. I've been asking you for weeks, eight of them now, if we can talk about WandaVision on the show. And you say no every week. Well, you can't talk about the new episode 
It's only been out for like 24 hours. There is a 48-hour rule. At least. I, I say a week. I, I give it a week rule. I say we call it cumulus management, and we say we want this show on Sunday. <laughs> so we can get in 48 hours and talk WandaVision. We just dedicate it to WandaVision. Not my favorite episode. You are so wrong. It's it's a very good episode. Yeah. Not my favorite episode. No spoilers. But there was a big reveal. Yes. Yeah. It's a. This episode is a very big turning point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the universe. Yes. And I can't say a word about it. Can't say a word about it because of spoilers. Because of spoilers. But a thing happened that's very yes, important. The most a, important to thing. a person who's now a different person, but it was also that person the whole time. That person assumed their final form is that person. So. And low key. No spoilers. They haven't recognized themselves the entire time, but here they <laughs> currently stand. <laughs> Long story short, Vital, <clears throat> Disney Plus has raised my monthly rate a dollar, but I don't mind. I'll pay it. Just a dollar. To you. That's a crack dealer move is what they did. Get you in at the oh, yeah. yes. the, the low introductory True. rate, get you hooked on a, a show, and then boop. Listener, I will trade you one of my premium Spotify accounts for a <laughs> Disney Plus password, 505-246-06. I wouldn't really do that. I'll raise you. I'll give you Spotify. Okay, you got one Spotify. I have that. And Spotify and Showtime for your day. No, so <laughs> no one just pays for Showtime anymore. Well, it's all in it's all in a pack. It's all in a direct TV deal. Too much fun. I blew through Get Shorty. It's very very good. The series, not the movie. It stars one brilliant Irishman Chris O'Dowd who's just so captivating in it. I watched seasons two and three this week. Like 14 episodes in a week. That's so weird that you do that to me. <laughs> I watched Get Shorty. I watched Get Shorty. Is that Star of the Rock? <laughs> no. Oh. No. I watched Young Rock. Have you seen this yet? It's on NBC. I have not. I've heard about okay. it, though. And I know you're the the world's biggest wrestling mark. I'm the so. world. Yes, I am. I have fandom for a lot of things. And number one, it's the nostalgia high that I get from pro wrestling in the 80s and 90s. Okay, is it pro wrestling or baseball first, your first love? Pro wrestling. It's not even close. It's really? not even close. I thought it was baseball. Yes, it's baseball every time, but it's pro wrestling. <laughs> I love how much I have to argue how much I love both of those things. Yeah, why can't you have both? I can, and I do. Por que no los dos? Macho Man Randy Savage played in the St. Louis Cardinals farm system. It's true. It's true. Randy Pofa. Pofa? 505 So call, You call him a pufta. I don't get that reference. <laughs> okay. It's a very bad word in English slang. So, Young Rock, I'm going to give you the premise, okay? So, it's set in the future, but it's a retelling of the past, all right? So, The Rock, as you know him, Dwayne The Rock Johnson from Under Armour and that app, The Rock Clock, that wakes you up at four in the morning and gives you an inspirational speech every day. It's a, re <laughs> it's a retelling of his life as a child. And it is just a laced with nostalgia, Ash had washed jeans and 
uh, parachute pants and uh, everything that is hilarious about the 80s and 90s. But here's the thing. Interpretation's my favorite wrestler's van. Yeah. I don't think you're appreciating the 70s and 80s era of wrestling the way I am. <laughs> or wrestling at all, to be honest. You don't miss the territory days? Don't know what that means. That's before <laughs> Vince McMahon took over and solidified it all into one program. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. So there's a bunch of smaller wrestling yes. unions. Correct. Well, none of them are unions. All of yeah. these people yeah. are drastically overworked and abused. <laughs> Have no medical care whatsoever. Exploited, one would say. Friend of the show, no doubt fan of Young Rock, Dan joins us. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning, brothers. What's happening? Uh, we're talking sports, but I'm trying to derail yeah. it with Young Rock. <laughs> Terry, Terry and Dory Funk, man. Terry and Dory Funk and uh, Jerry Kuzak and, man, those are the oldies, bro. Those cats are, those cats are, they meant that stuff, you know what I mean? Terry Funk. We had uh, the Lao show here in, in Albuquerque that we would all gather around Sunday mornings, the television, and watch professional wrestling from the Civic Auditorium, you know? It was pretty awesome. I don't know if any of you guys know about that or remember about that. I know that Terry Funk debuted in 1965, and he wrestled his last <laughs> match last year. I know that about Terry Funk. That's impressive. <laughs> Terry and Dory Funk, yeah, the, bro- the brother, the brothers Funk. They invented uh, the exploding the, barbed wire the match. I, really, the reason I called in was to talk about the Seattle Seahawks situation and Ooh. Russell Wilson, if you guys are up for that. Yeah, I got it. So, uh, you know, I've been pondering, listening, listening to all the pundits, listening to all the energy this week, and, uh, you know, I've been with the Seahawks, what, 44 years now. And I know the business it's uh, hurtful. Sometimes you're happy to see him go. Sometimes you don't want to see him go. But it's the business. So after all of my studying, I had said earlier this week, hey, I'll, I'll take Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? Who, who wouldn't take Dak? He's, he's awesome, right? <laughs> but that wouldn't be smart because, like one of them said, if we're going to do that, we need to send Russell over to the AFC, not keep him in the NFC. That's what the Patriots thought, too. So, you know, I think, I think uh, if if any kind of deals can be made, the Raiders might be the the deal. You know, we get Carr and whatever other uh, tidbits that you get with the deal, and Russell goes to AFC, Carr comes to NFC, and let's get it on. You know, because yeah. um, I I I really don't think he's going to go, but hey. I've been wrong wrong a bunch of times before, so um, I'm going to hang up and let you guys hash that out and see what you think about my premise. Awesome. Thanks for the call. Okay, brothers. Yeah, if if I'm the GM, we briefly touched on this earlier talking to Deshaun Watson. If I'm the GM, I don't let Russell Wilson go. I don't let Deshaun Watson go. You're a super talented quarterback, top five or six guy in the league. Who are you going to rather have than Russell Wilson? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick, Watson, maybe. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. It's a very short list. I, I, what I do is I pull, I sit them down, and I pull out the contract, and I say, "Hey, what's what? Are, what are these little scribbles right here? <laughs> and what are these initials what look are these, like? Yeah, what is this little scribble on the bottom?" And he says, "That's my signature." And I was like, "That's right. Go to the gym, <laughs> study your playbook, shut up and dribble. You're our quarterback." <laughs> it's not a shut up and dribble no, thing. You signed, you signed a contract. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I am a fan of 
like sticking to like your word. I'm a fan of that. Sure. And you've never had a losing season. And I love it. I love all the off the field drama and where's this guy going to play? What's the trade going to look like? I, I'm not saying I don't love it and find it captivating. But dang, man, you you want a, a world championship with this team, this franchise. You still got the same coach who took you to the promised land, almost got you two of them. Like, stick it out. Wait for them to sign a couple free agents. Friend of the show, sliding in under the tag of the break, Lenny. Welcome to the program, Lenny. How you doing? Well, let's talk with Topgolf real quick. The GM will make a perfect politician because when you ask them what is the cost of four people to go, he never answered. <laughs> depends on depends on the promotion, the time of day. Yeah, yeah, but he could have thrown out a couple of tidbits. Uh, it you can get in for as low as twenty five bucks an hour. So I saw. I know. It, I've, yeah. been, I've been to the one in Colorado. I just oh, okay. find it funny. So it's, but, but I'm not putting down top off. It's a great place to be and play. I can't play golf. I could probably throw the ball farther than I could hit it on a real course. Not going to be the top top golfer in town, Lenny. <laughs> Lenny, not in the tournament. So uh, I'm glad you brought up Get Shorty. That was a good show. Wasn't it great? I enjoyed working on it. Ooh, little insider info here. You worked on no, Get I, Shorty? I did, I did all the background casting for the show. Well, how about that? Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, a fun I, show. I absolutely love that show. Chris O'Dowd just absolutely murdered that role. It's so good. But you're talking about the Marvel shows, but none of you are getting excited for the four-and-a-half-hour Justice League movie? I will watch the Snyder Cut. Yes, I absolutely. That is my other side of life that I don't share on the program is how much I love superheroes and nerd stuff. Well, then, then, you know, a week and a half later, you got Kong versus Godzilla. Thank you. (laughs) I'm in on that as well. So I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a comic I'm a comic geek. That's my side life. We had a but, and I'm sure you've watched One Division every second and every recap video I can find. Fred wakes up at four in the morning. Do on do that Friday <laughs> to watch One Division, then he goes back to bed. Is that weird? That's how big of a junkie no, he is. I'm not going to do that. I do. <laughs> I, let's, let's get into a little sports. Jerry Jones, if he blows the deal with Prescott. I don't know what's left for him to do. I mean, he can't franchise tag him again, and then what is he going to pay him? $38 million, $39 million? Well, I, I mean, I say, because I know Jerry Jones just bought like half of the southern part of Dallas, so he just trades that to Bob McNair. He gets he gets Deshaun Watson, and then it's all set. Everyone's done. That's why. Right. So Deshaun and Watson he, he, to and, the Cowboys. And when you're talking about contracts, now let's talk about the NFL. The contracts aren't guaranteed. So if when you're saying the player signs the contract and he has to live up to it, what about when the team wants to cut the player? It's a signed contract, but now the guaranteed money is gone, so we don't need you anymore. It's not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong, Lenny. For sure. Yeah, so I concur. It goes, it, it goes both ways. So, you know, you're looking at different teams like the Jets at number two. You know, at first I thought, well, let them go ahead and trade for Deshaun Watson. Then I'm saying, like, you know what? Let them go in and draft Penny Sewell as your left ta- as your right tackle to go with Beckton at right tackle. Draft Najee Harris at 25 for running back. Sign a couple of wide receivers and give Donald a chance instead of spending all that capital on Watson. 
Lenny, we're at the break, so, so we got to cut you loose. But when we get back, I'm going to tell you how upset I am as a fan if you get rid of my starting quarterback and draft a lineman. <laughs> Lenny's not wrong. No. He's not wrong at all. He's absolutely correct. And I'll tell you why I will freak out if I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Lenny left us with a question before the break. He said, how about I get rid of my starting quarterback for a lineman? Well, no. The answer is no. Not a lot of fans would be excited about that. I would not be excited about that. I would try to look at it objectively and rate the skill set of the player and its draft position mm-hmm. if it's a good pick in the right yes. spot. I would not be happy about it. No. But I'd be like, okay, good pick. If you had a poor season last season, that sucks. And if you have a top five, top ten draft pick, that's good. That's an exciting opportunity at a poor season. You can take the best lineman at number five Cincinnati Bengals because you're there. Sure. You cannot trade skilled position anyone for linemen. And the thing that sucks about that number two pick, that Jets pick, the my Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, Jags, Jag, Shaguar. Jaguars, they get the best player, period. They get Trevor Lawrence. Yes. And then there's everyone else. Well, I mean, he's going to have a competition with Garner Minshew, so. That is true. We'll see who comes out on top of that one. And the Jets will take the kid from BI, uh, BYU. Um, Wilson? Zach Wilson? Looks very good. Looks very good. He's got a uh, Josh Allen vibe to me. Yeah. Also, he is not Trevor Lawrence. No. No one is. No one is, except for Trevor Lawrence. So if you're the Jets, if you're the Cowboys, and you're like, hey, I'm going to get that Jets pick with number two. I'm going to move Prescott because um, him and Tiger have the same surgeon, and they're going to figure this whole thing out. Cool. But if you're the Cowboys, you then have to take Zach Wilson. Because you have to have that quarter. You have to you have to be sexy. For sure. What's the name of that lineman? Um, Swell? I don't even know. Out of Oregon? Pinnell Swell? Sure, I guess. Here's the thing I don't know about. Because like, I can't. That's not like a medical condition. Yeah. Oh, man. When, whenever he eats gluten, he gets that Pinnell Swell. <laughs> His Pinnell swell comes yeah. back whenever he has pasta. It's like uh, it's like when the gout is acting up. <laughs> you definitely can't trade for the third pick because then you got to take the the wide receiver out of LSU, who is, is very good. Oh, uh, Vital, you're way better with names than I am. I just know sure. guys in schools. Devonta Chase, Smith. Jamar Chase, Devonta I Smith. Believe so. Devonta Smith. Yeah. The linebacker? <laughs> that's a kid out of Alabama you're talking about. I'm talking about the LSU kid. Oh, the LSU kid. But either of them, Who that's the point. Also super talented. Yeah, they're both top five guys. Yeah. Because the lineman's not top five. So you get Lawrence, you get Wilson. Either one of those wide receivers, maybe the quarterback, I guess, out of North Dakota that is good all of a sudden, maybe. Devonta Smith gives me Jerry Rice vibes. 
not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, but he runs perfect routes and he's never dropped a ball in his life. And they just got rid of Deshaun Jackson in Philadelphia and Alshon Jeffrey in Philadelphia, and that's like a number six overall guy. Concur. Yeah, but Devonta Smith plays in a system that's like pretty much pros, and you got a lineup so good. It's got so many weapons. Yeah, uh, it's super hard to project players from Alabama, Ohio State, LSU. Alabama wins what one or two games in the NFL? They could eke out a couple, right? Over who? The Dolphins? Over who? The Jaguars? Well, here's here's the argument, right? Like everyone says, like, oh my God, they're so good. They They'd make the playoffs in the NFL. They'd go 500 in the NFL. No, they won't. No. No, they won't. These are children playing against Here's, men. And I'll tell you why, and it's a very easy equation. Alabama has, what, 10 NFL players on their team? Even, even if that's a low estimate. Let's say Alabama has 10 players in the draft. So they got 10 NFL players on their team. You know how many NFL players are on NFL teams? 52. That would be 52. <laughs> So no, Alabama would not be successful in the NFL, but they they might win one one and a half games. What's that? Uh, my worst day is some people's best day. Sure, yeah, that, that's what it'd have to end up being. But no, the Dallas Cowboys cannot get rid of Dak Prescott for anyone outside of a skill position, and specifically the quarterback position. I'd oh. love I'd love to see some more movement. Like I said, if I'm GM, I don't let these guys walk. I don't give in to their demands. But as a player, player first league, I mean, all the leagues are player first leagues now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much more autonomy and independence on the player's part now that they can just start calling their own trades. Pull a James Harden, pull a LeBron, KD, whatever. I mean, it started in NBA, and it seems like it's, it's infiltrating NFL now, too. Top echelon players can just make their own teams. Yeah a la James Harden. I would love to see Russell Wilson in a Cowboys jersey. Would love that. I would love it. I'd love for everyone to hate it. Yeah. Russell Wilson to the Cowboys, Deshaun Watson to the Bears. Oh, give me all that you got. You know who they're going to – when you say gimme, you meant to say Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, all you got. That's who they're going to end up with. I'd love to see Deshaun Watson on the Jets. Mitch Trubisky. That's who you're going to get. Who was drafted? <laughs> 10 picks ahead of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and your boy, the boys right now, they're drafting 10. So, like, Cowboys fan is like, this squad is solid. Yeah. We got a shot. Well, here's the thing. No. <laughs> You're going to end up taking Pat Sertain's kid or maybe the other wide receiver in Alabama, uh, yeah. Waddle. Yeah. And you're going to be like, we got this. Well, here's the thing. What you really have is a lot of needs on defense. <laughs> Patrick Sertain's kid is is the truth. He's going to be a good NFL player. Yeah, I think I think uh, Trevon Diggs is very excellent too. Sure. So, like, I mean, if you put the right guys on defense, yes, the boys are going to have a squad. I'm no Mel Kiper, but the draft feels very top heavy this year. Oh, I agree. There's like eight or ten no doubt picks and falls off real fast you know what i really like though about like like when the way it's laid out this year like cowboys at 10 giants at 11 because then it'll always be like the who the cowboys didn't take yeah like the cowboys do take like pat sertain's kid then like say the giants end up with the waddle kid and like they face off against each other and like joe buck is just like (laughs) like just panting heavily talking about it (laughs) Dak prescott is never leaving the cowboys 
You got to pay the man. No, you don't. If he's if he's your guy, put it on paper, make him happy. If he's not your guy, let him walk. Let him walk. Let him walk. Enjoy your walk. Yeah. When can he walk, by the way? I don't think it's now. <laughs> it's going to be a while, right? Woo. Him and Tiger in a group text. Ugh. How'd you do it, buddy? Somebody call Sid Vicious. The throwback Ooh. is what that is. Grab a break, Van. Um, today's varsity. Okay. Words that suck. Okay. Watch out, listener. Here we go. This is going to be a good one. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. It was a good program today. Wasn't it? John Traub, general manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Thank you to he. Fans are going back to baseball. Mm. Talked at length. Mm. Peter Bowman, the GM. Of Top Golf on the program. Caller Wayne, Joseph, Seabass, Dan, Lenny. All the boys, all the friends of the show reaching out today. Good calls today. Texter was fire. Got a text about the YMCA after we talked about it. Young man, there's a place you can go. I heard it's fun to stay there. Yes. Yes. Sign up today or tomorrow. They're doing like 30 bucks a month for the rest of the year. And I'm telling you right now, absolutely worth a dollar a day absolutely worth it i like the facility a lot it is my favorite i don't often say it enough but thank you to new mexico opinion coffee they are tremendous all right today's varsity van today's varsity words that suck okay (laughs) would you like to go first or would you like me to go first it's a very wide open meaning this we could go anywhere with this Yes. Okay. I'll start off with one that bothers me quite a bit. Yes. Irregardless. Oh, yeah. That word is awful. It's awful. It doesn't make sense. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because it's the same thing twice. Because irregardless is not a word. Regardless. That is a word. Regard. Yeah. Regardless. There's no irregardless. Irregardless means regard because you can't have two negatives. Two negatives make a positive. I don't know if it's regional or not, but where I grew up, people would say agreeance. Not agreement. Agreeance. Are we in agreeance here? <laughs> no, we're not, because we, that's not a word. Not a word. Terrible. That's terrible. All right, listener, put your hands over your ears. <laughs> Are you ready, Van? Okay. Moist. Oh, okay. People don't care for that, apparently. Yeah, yeah. That really bothers some people. Moist? I knew a girl a couple years ago who, like, she would get chills. Chills. Yeah. She has, like, three or four words that make her do that. It's Uh, very weird. You know what one gets me? What? Gurgle. Gurgle. Ugh. Ugh. I got another one. Okay. And it's not really the word. It's adults. Not knowing how to use the word. Okay. Slash words. Yes. Your. We're on the same page here. Get it right. Yeah. Figure it out. You're a grown up. You will type to me like I'm an adult who understands this language. Your, your, your. There's yes. Three different usages. There are three different words. Learn it. Listen to the way I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> All right. What is worse? Okay. Having actual asthma or the TH in asthma. <laughs> asthma. Are they Barcelona? Asthma? 
I got one. Okay. Stupider and stupidest. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. That one. That one flies under the radar because it's not that egregious, but it's more and most stupid. It's just any multi-syllable word. You don't use its comparative form and add i e r. Just most stupid, more stupid. As stupid as stupid gets. Yeah, that, you, that's way better. <laughs> okay, this one's going to be like all encompassing, but palindromes can get out of here. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I hate race car. They can all go. Is it like what does it scare you at like a core level? Does it, Madame? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hate that. Colonel, the word Colonel. For it's two different. It, it's a it's a rank or it's a unpopped popcorn. Th- oh, you're talking about colonial? Yes, <laughs> salmon. Oh, you mean salmon? Yes. Words suck. Smear. <laughs> you know what tastes really good? Cheese curds. You know what I hate saying? Curd. 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 I got, hey, I had the COVID-19, but don't worry, I got curd. Like, what? What? It's not correct. You did not do that. Orifice. I'm not mad at that one. No, you're in on that one? That one's got a nice ring to it. It's too close to a palindrome for me. Orifice. You know, there's like, okay, there's a D in handkerchief. Yeah, handkerchief. Why? Wednesday. day. <laughs> Wednesday day is the worst. <laughs> what the, homophones, Vital, you familiar with these? Pause and pause. Allowed and allowed? Yeah. Get out of here. Vital only likes heterophones. I don't stupider like, and stupidest. <laughs> it's the stupidest list we've ever made. If I were to say to you, spell zucchini. Z-U-C-C-H-I-N-I. Why are there so many C's? <laughs> Why does Pharaoh have a P-H? Pajaro. <laughs> Today's varsity. Words that suck. Thought- Weren't you the third grade spelling bee? <laughs> champion well, fifth grade yeah. second second place spelling champ double consonants i hate that embarrass i, I have no idea i thought you're gonna Shyamalan twist this varsity as as you usually do and just like go vacuum and stuff like that just yeah, like, just yeah. <laughs> synonyms for sucking across like, my I, mind i thought you're gonna do that totally words that suck game of thrones season eight <laughs> What a good program today. Mike Vitale, you did so very good. Thank you very much. Van Nunley, any final words before we go? Oh, my gosh. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.